Okay, so welcome back to another lunch break session. This is our November edition. So every November we try to do a seminar that's dedicated to new entrants. So if you're joining us today, welcome if you are new. And if you've been here before, welcome back. Our lunch break webinars take place usually the last week of every month. Uh, we don't hold one in December, but they are always over the noon hour. So from 12 to 1 p.m. If you're interested in joining the mailing list, you can contact Brittany at outreach at ctcns.com. The email is displayed there and she'll get you the registration links. All of our sessions are joined by online video conference through the Zoom application. They're also recorded and will be posted on the Christmas Tree Council of Nova Scotia's YouTube and their link is there if you need it. In addition, we also make sure to post them on the Real Trees Real Talk podcast. So all of our lunch break sessions are available there if you'd like to listen to them at a later time, as well as some other topics throughout the year. So today we're working on the new entrance seminar. This is a little bit of an updated version from the seminar that we hosted last November, 2020. We've been able to add in some new resources, but for the most part, we'll follow the same outline that we have in previous years. So I'm going to go over getting into farming in Nova Scotia, talk a little bit about the Nova Scotia Christmas tree industry in itself. We'll chat about balsam fir, which as we know is the main species of Christmas trees that are produced in Nova Scotia. We'll chat a little bit about the typical production cycle that we see here in the Atlantic region. And I'll show you some new resources that are available and provide some contact information. At the end of the session today, we do have quite a few of the council staff members here. So we'll be able to take some questions and do a little bit of a Q&A. So farming in Nova Scotia, there's a few logos here on your right hand window pane that you should keep in mind. The first one, Nova Scotia New Farmer. So there is a website that's entirely dedicated to getting started with farming in Nova Scotia. If you haven't checked that out yet, I highly recommend that you take some time to go through it. There's not necessarily a lot of information on there that's tailored to Christmas trees, yet we'll be providing some as time goes on, but there are a whole bunch of resources that are really useful to anybody who's just interested in learning about getting started here. So some of those resources could include how to register your farm, who to contact if you have issues, that type of thing. And it's all there in one neat little package on the Nova Scotia New Farmer webpage. Additionally, Perennia, which is the company that I work for, this is a crown corporation that does all of the extension work for Nova Scotia. So we do agriculture extension as well as some other extension divisions, but if you're interested in growing Christmas trees, I would be your main contact there through Perennia. If you're interested in getting some help with soils, we also have a soil specialist and different crop specialists throughout. So that's a good resource to have in your back pocket as well. Additionally, the government of Nova Scotia has a Department of Agriculture. The Department of Agriculture can help you out with business planning. They facilitate the offerings of grants for new entrants. Um, they also can do generic support in terms of business, getting started, extension work, anything. The real advantage with the Department of Agriculture is that they do have regional offices. So regardless of where you're located in the province, there's going to be a regional office near you where you can go to get some information about getting started in farming in general and also about Christmas tree production. And finally, the Nova Scotia Federation of Agriculture. This is an advocacy resource that's available to Nova Scotia farmers. They do have a board of directors that are made up of local farmers and their job, their role, I guess, is to lobby the government and offer services that are needed by producers. So these are all great resources for anybody who's starting out fresh in the province of Nova Scotia. 
I would recommend signing up for any of these mailing lists, uh, checking out their web pages to see what's in the news, and just kind of making it a habit to go back and check regularly so that you know what's going on. Getting more specific, Nova Scotia's Christmas tree industry. Some of these statistics came from Stats Canada. So this industry is worth $15 million annually, perhaps more if we take into account how these stats are actually collected from the census. 90% of all the trees that we grow in Nova Scotia are actually exported. So there's only about 10% that even remain here for retail purposes. And of those exports, a big portion of them go to the United States, uh, the rest of Canada, Panama, Caribbean, and even further on the coast. We've got approximately 350 growers. There could be many more. That's another stat that comes out of uh, what we had for reporting. And that can provide up to 4,000 jobs on an annual basis. I've got demand there in a larger block. This one continues to grow. I know I said it last year at this time that the demand for Christmas trees is kind of growing exponentially right now, but we've seen that even further over the past season. So last year, the Christmas Tree Promotion Board, which is a board of the United States, uh, provided the fact that the average retail Christmas tree was $72 US. So that's just showing how much demand there are for Christmas trees and our prices keep going up. So this is a great time to get into Christmas tree production. Probably there hasn't been a better time in the last century, potentially. So if you're here, congratulations, you're going to be able to help us meet some of this huge demand. So kind of how Christmas tree industry works in Nova Scotia, we have the CTCNS or the Christmas Tree Council of Nova Scotia. That's a bit of an umbrella association for the other regional associations of Christmas tree production. So the CTCNS was established in 1975. It is a non-for-profit organization and they work with a body of directors on promotions, advocacy, delivering programs and services. Uh, they do administer the levy and they also work very closely with research and industry development. So all of the news that you would have seen coming out of the Christmas Tree Council tends to fall under these categories and it is steered by the direction of a board of directors who represents Christmas Tree Growers in Nova Scotia. So under this umbrella association that is the council, there are three regional associations and I would highly recommend signing up to be a member of both council as well as your regional association, whichever is closest to you. So the first one listed there is the Lunenburg County Christmas Tree Producers Association. It's based right up in Lunenburg County, their office between New Ross and New Germany. And it's one of our larger associations because of the region that it's in. The second one is the Northeastern Christmas Tree Association, which covers kind of Antigonish, Guysboro County. That's another large association that's very, very involved in brokering and shipping trees. And finally, the Cobbequit Christmas Tree Producers Association, that kind of covers the Colchester, Cumberland, Truro area. And that association, although it is a bit smaller, it's also quite mighty on its own. So if you aren't already a member of both the Christmas Tree Council and your local association, um, feel free to reach out to us. We'd be happy to provide links to get you signed up there. So the regional activity, and this is straight from the web pages of these individual associations. We've already chatted a little bit about what council does. And I think probably if you've made it onto the lunch break sessions, you'd have a pretty good idea of what we offer. But the Lunenburg County Association does have a board of directors. It also maintains an experimental lot, which is a really great resource for anybody who's getting started to go out and tour. They do host 
several field days throughout the year. They have an annual general meeting where they bring in some speakers and do some presentations as well. They host Christmas tree competitions and they also offer marketing support. So a great resource for individuals in that area. The Northeastern Association, I mentioned before, they're very, very involved in the export market. So they act as an overall brokerage. They do a huge amount of grading. They actually have professional graders that work for them and will go out and grade trees to meet fulfillment orders. They also host field days, have an AGM with speakers. They have marketing support and a huge amount of sales support as well. And then the Cobbacoot Association also hosting regular field days, have their annual general meeting and offer great grower support with some really experienced individuals on that team. So getting into balsam fir, the, I, I was going to say infamous Christmas tree of Nova Scotia, but I think we're probably at the point now where it is actually the famous Christmas tree for Nova Scotia. Uh, Lunenburg County is actually the balsam fir capital of the world for Christmas tree production. So we're very proud of the balsam fir tree, which grows extremely well in this area. So here's some photos here of the typical tree. Uh, this is the definition of what the species represents based on the USDA grading system. So it has short needles. Uh, they're flat, dark green, usually rounded at the tip. Needles are always attached on opposite sides in a thin, kind of gray, finely haired twigs. Twigs tend to resemble crosses and are at approximate right angles to each other. The buds are rounded at the tip, coated with a distinct waxy patch and that resin that we're all very familiar with, you can see there on the cone, that's where that nice balsam scent comes from, which is what our trees are mainly known for. So the generic Christmas tree production cycle. The first kind of stage of the cycle is site preparation. So a lot of how you're going to get started with your lot depends on what you already have going into it. But lot planning and also sourcing materials are going to be some of your biggest, biggest applications at this stage. So getting a site ready, whether you're doing a bit of a plantation style where your trees would be planted out in rows and you have to start thinking about spacing and maybe your lot density or whether you're planning to go in and do natural regeneration. So you'd have older seed trees that will naturally repopulate the trees around them or kind of a mix of both. We have a lot of growers who still maintain seed trees in the natural regeneration style, but they also do quite a bit of interplanting to really up the density of their lots. So that's a conversation that you can have with some of your specialists once you get to that planning stage, but it is important to keep in mind that probably the style of Christmas tree production you're going to be into will be based on what you have available for land. So once you have your trees in the ground and plant it, you get into annual maintenance. And for each tree, that's probably going to take you, they say between eight to 12 years, depending on how efficient you are with that, you could be looking at up to 15 years as well. So your annual maintenance, you'll have to be scouting, monitoring and managing pests and disease because there are certain pests and disease in Christmas trees that come in at certain times of year. Uh, we also have to think about fertilizing and shearing trees. So shearing is one of our regular production methods. That's what encourages the density. That's where you get all of your growth and make those nice full trees like you see in this photo here. So annual shearing is one that you definitely have to be conscious of and probably something that you'll be starting very early on in your production cycle. So once you've done that for say a decade to 15 years, you'll have trees that are at a harvestable size. So usually this is trees in the six to eight foot range so what you'll need to look at doing is getting ready for your marketing. 
So this is something you should be thinking of kind of well in advance, maybe even at the site preparation stage. Um, make sure you're gonna be able to have markets for your trees when they are ready after that decade of growth. Sales is going to be another huge component. So making sure you're thinking about what makes your trees special, where your market's going to fall. Um, bailing, so if you're planning to ship your trees, chances are you'll have to bail them. So you'll need to purchase equipment to make that possible and shipping your trees. So if you are exporting trees, you'll need to think about who's going to actually drive them or ship them by container for you. Uh, have to think about getting in touch with those exporters plenty in advance so that your trees are ready to go. You also have to think about hiring a harvest crew. Uh, if you don't have enough people to go out and collect the trees and load the trees, that's a very narrow window when harvest actually takes place. So it requires quite a bit of planning. The same thing can be said for uh, if you're going to be doing a U-cut lot. So if you're looking at doing U-cut or even a local retail lot, a lot of these uh, practices and planning will have to go into place to make sure that you're prepared to open up that lot and meet the associated recommendations required with that. So that's the generic production cycle. The photo there shows you the best part of it. So when you finally have that tree ready for harvest and you have families coming to pick out their tree, that's kind of when the cycle ends. And then we're thinking in the meantime, while somebody's going out to the lot in December to pick out that tree, you still have trees growing out in your lot so that you'll have trees for the next year, the following year, and so on. So that's where kind of your blocking by land plot comes into play so that you're always going to have stock to replenish what's harvested in a given year. I'm going to chat a little bit about resources and contacts now, and this is where we'll get kind of the updated version of this presentation for 2021. But just very quickly, if you're interested in site assessments, recommendations, diagnostics on any of those pests or diseases that we talked about, generic field support or research, usually the main platform for that is through me, so through Perennia, and my contact number is there. If you're interested in association membership, levy compliance, newsletter, that type of thing, your main contact is going to be Brittany at the Christmas Tree Council. So that is the outreach manager with the Christmas Tree Council of Nova Scotia. Her email is outreach at ctcns.com. It's displayed right there. If you're looking into research projects, that goes between myself and Leanna Hoyk, who is the Christmas Tree Council's research technician. And she's on this call as well today if we do have questions. Any kind of technical videos, I would advise you to go to the Christmas Tree Council of NS YouTube. If you have any trouble finding that, you can reach out to Brittany or to Jillian, our resource technician. So then we get into our podcast, which, well, I used to say it was relatively new, but I think we're more than a year into it now. So that's very exciting. We do have a podcast, which is available on all the regular podcast platforms. So Anchor, Spotify, Apple Music, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, that podcast is called Real Trees, Real Talk. And if you have any trouble finding it, I would direct you to Jillian. Her email is displayed there. The Balsam Fir Forum, which is now called the Christmas Tree Forum, you can access that through learning at ctcns.com or search the Christmas Tree Forum. And we do also offer a certificate and Christmas tree grading course, which can be found through our website or by contacting me. So just a quick overview of the research team before I show you kind of all of the resources online and how to navigate through them. In 2019, the Christmas Tree Council of Nova Scotia had some Building Tomorrow funding to allocate the creation of a Christmas tree specialist position. So I came into play at that time. Following that, we received some funding through provincial and federal research programming in order to 
do the soil and foliar analysis project, which was completed in 2020. So that's when we hired a research assistant. In 2020, we also had some student funding. So we brought on a resource assistant, which has really been able to help us in terms of communicating the research we're doing. And in 2021, because of COVID restrictions, we needed staff across the province to work on these research projects. We were able to hire two additional summer students and allocate them one in the Trail region and one in the Anaganish or Northeastern region. So that was really exciting for us. Uh, some of the work that the research team does, support services. So we do soil sampling, weed identification, insect identification, fungal sampling, so any of those needle cast infections, we can help you identify what's going on there, and generic consultations. So if you see an issue in the field, we can always come out and help work through it with you. We also do knowledge and technology transfer and extension work. So that includes resource development, such as these lunch break webinars, uh, fact sheets, that type of thing, education and training. So we do offer a grading course, and we're looking at developing kind of a new entrant 101 course. Uh, we also offer several guides, manuals, and regular notifications that are all available through our media pages. And we maintain the research projects. So that, that's kind of playing in the space of soil, the smart tree genetic program, nutrient management, and also weeds, insects, pests, that type of thing. So I'm going to go ahead and show you how to access some of these resources. So you should see on your screen now, this is the first one. This is our podcast. So any of our information that we chat about in these lunch break sessions, I've mentioned before, it's available on YouTube. It's also available in the podcast, as are some other specialty topics. So the last podcast that you'll see there, uh, Jillian did an interview with Saltbox Brewing Company chatting about their balsam beer, which is made from balsam fir tips in Lindenburg County. So that's a pretty interesting one. All of our lunch break sessions are on there, but you'll see there's also a few specialty topics. So there's one there on the history of Christmas trees. There's also one about women in agriculture. And there's some at the beginning here when we first started posting just interviews with growers about their experience in the industry, some funny stories. It's just a good all around listen for a drive. So another resource I want to show you is the council website. So this is ctcns.com. This was recently revamped. It's a beautiful website. And perhaps more importantly, it is full of resource materials. So whether you're looking to buy Christmas trees, there's information there. To grow Christmas trees, there's a lot there. There's also info about the association. There's a full media page and our contact information is there as well. Uh, what I'm going to show you today under the grow there is a new entrant kit, which was developed as part of the Building Tomorrow funding. That new entrant kit has everything in it that you could probably possibly need to get started in the Christmas tree industry, and it's all in one place. So um, there's a bit of an introduction there that was put together. There's all these links here. But essentially what it covers is the key contacts you're going to need. There's all kinds of fact sheets and courses in there. There's soil maps, best management practice manual. There's um, introductions to some of the tools that are available to Nova Scotia growers, levy support, business resources. There's really everything in here. And I think taking some time to go through it on a rainy day would probably answer a lot of the questions that you may have. So we're really proud to have that resource available now. The other one that's here is management resources. So that's also under the grow tab. The management resources page has 
part of the information that's available in the new entrant kit, but it takes it a little bit further. So there's everything here from peer review journal articles on Christmas trees to links to our video sessions um, to just kind of generic <laughs> discussions and fact sheets. So anything that you could imagine, chances are there's a resource here to help you work your way through it. So very much worth taking some time to find some of those resources there. I mentioned before the Christmas tree forum. So we were calling this a bit of a Netflix for Christmas tree growers. So it is, it is on demand videos, presentations from some of the experts around the Christmas tree industry around the world, certainly not just from Nova Scotia. Um, you can go in and sign up. It's a relatively small fee. There's so many valuable resources on here. And uh, you can see here, there's just a crazy amount of speakers from all over the world that have done a great job of putting this together and it is updated regularly. So there's blog posts that are constantly going on there. It's a really good opportunity to learn about Christmas trees in your spare time. There's also some resources on there, both smart tree and buy and sell. But I'm going to move on here to the I Love Real Trees page. So this page is also newly revamped. This page is more tailored towards the consumer. So if you're chatting with folks about Christmas tree industry and you wanna have some hard facts to kind of offer them, this is usually my go-to page to find out what the stats are. So this is all about Christmas trees, dedicated to the consumer helps you understand the Christmas tree industry. And also there's regular contests, that type of thing on there that are just fun. So finally, there's NovaScotiaBalsamFur.com. Uh, we just put it, the Christmas Tree Council just put out a very popular animated video that you might've seen circulating around Facebook about the blue button campaign. This is where that video lives. And what this website does is goes through and talks about what the advantages are with balsam fir. So this is also another really great website to take a peek at if you're interested in growing trees and kind of want to make that decision over whether you're going to look at balsam fir, which is native to Nova Scotia, or maybe some exotic species. There's also a Christmas tree page on the Perennia website. This has a lot of the same information that would be available on the other management resources page, but if you're already on that website and would like it to be accessible, you can find it there too. Uh, the Christmas Tree Council is also on all of your regular social media platforms. So if you check out our Facebook, there's an advertisement from the lunch break session today. Um, there's also what I would like to mention is this Christmas tree contest that's coming up. So if you're out searching for a tree, you can take a photo and use the hashtag associated with this ad for a chance to um, be successful in the contest here. Uh, the Christmas Tree Council also has a management page. I'm going to use this page to introduce the team to you since we'll get into a little bit of a question session. But there's everything on here. So this is where all of our resources are at. It's very easy to find. You can get direct links to any of the lunch break sessions, to the podcast, uh, research updates, field photo galleries, that type of thing. But our team is listed on here as well. So this is Brittany Fernet, the Outreach Manager of the Christmas Tree Council. You can go on and read a little bit about her. Her contact info is also available there. Angus Bonnyman, the Executive Director of the Christmas Tree Council. His information's there as well if you're looking to contact him. 
I'm there as well. Uh, Leanna Hoig, a research technician is here. Uh, she specializes in weeds and vegetation management. So she's a great resource if that time of year when you're uh, trying to deal with weeds, which seems to be almost every time of year here. And uh, Jillian Blackburn, who's our resource assistant. So she makes sure that all of our nice social media is put together nice and cleanly and these videos are edited and uploaded quickly. So we're very grateful that Jillian's able to produce the amount of resources that she has been. So as a team, this is where you find us. Uh, this page is really helpful in figuring out who you need to ask questions to. And as I mentioned earlier, it's also a very quick pathway through to all of our resources. And that one's just media.ctcns.com and you can get to it from the Christmas tree page. So we chatted about some of our connections. Um, one thing I also want to show you as new entrants, if you have other individuals that you know of that you think might be interested in getting into Christmas trees, we do have some of these little brochures that are ready to go to give you a little bit of an overview. So we'd be happy to share those with you if you'd like. And I've provided the emails here today, but I think we also have a good idea of where to find them. So I'm going to stop my screen share. We'll get into a question period session. I see that we have some experienced growers who have joined us today as well. So if you do have specific questions about the industry, this isn't too busy of a day. So now would be a good time to go ahead and ask them. I don't have a question, Jay. I'd just like to, uh, to say uh, I've um, kind of experienced these tools evolving over the last year. I, I kind of, uh, my interest level was started kind of in January. So um, the, the amount of tools and support that are available to new entrants has been amazing and has made uh, the journey a lot more clear and I just encourage anyone that's uh, that's uh, listening or watching to um, know that there's lots of support out there in a very uh, supportive environment with tons of resources almost overwhelming at some points but um, the team uh, at the council is certainly uh, willing to help direct you uh, when you are a little bit overwhelmed as well so it's been fantastic so thank you. Thank you for that, Shane. I might actually take this opportunity to ask you a question. As a new entrant who's familiar with some of these resources, what are the top three things you would recommend to someone getting started with trees? Wow. <laughs> um, I, I think get out to the association meetings um, and meet other growers um, and be a sponge, kind of um, uh, get to as many events as, as you can and, and read the new entrant. Uh, information I guess um, those two things for sure um, and I think get out and visit uh, other growers lots um, you don't know what you don't know and that's been uh, very informative for me and of course you get some one-on-one -on -one time with some veterans to uh, to help um, guide you and you can start to visualize what you know kind of decisions you might have to make upcoming um, I think those are a few of them great thank you Sam, do you want to take a stab at that question as well? I know that you're getting started with Christmas tree growing and you're familiar with our resources. So what recommendations would you have? Um, yeah, I, I definitely uh, echo what Shane said about um, working, find some farmers to work with and um, go visit with them. But yeah, really just try to work with them for a day. Um, you can learn a lot and they'll, there are a lot of the growers are just extremely nice people. And I would also, um, uh, it depends what you want to do with it in terms of timelines. That's what's really nice about the Christmas tree production. So 
you can open up your own land slowly or take it as fast as you want. And um, I don't know, the, they're def the, definitely the resources have been amazing, um, especially the YouTube channels that, or the YouTube videos that you guys have put out on the channel. Um, they're amazing. They lead you through a variety of subjects, especially the uh, finances one found to be very good. One question I, I'd like to ask Jay is how, how much should um, new growers, should we consider buying existing land? Like, uh, and the value of that land? I know, cause it takes so long to get up into production. I, I was finding it hard to, to, if like I was considering that to be a possibility, but it's hard to even value what it's worth. Yeah, I think that's a good point. Um, so one of the things we talk about when we look at buying land is trying to do a bit of a succession plan. So if you have an opportunity to buy existing Christmas tree land, so whether it's already a productive stand or it was formerly a productive stand, then chances are you're going to be able to get a return on investment much faster than if you're buying like a forested lot and need to clear it out to get just to the fur. So I would take that into consideration. Uh, the other point, if you are going to be clearing out some land, try to get something that already has balsam fir in it. So even if you've got uh, some trees that are coming up in there that are four or five feet high, it's no problem at all to start shearing those and you'll have a productive marketable tree much faster than if you just wait for your planted seedlings to grow up. So that's another kind of good tip. But as far as uh, the market value of land, that changes depending on where you're at, of course, and also what's there. But yeah, I always recommend getting a site evaluation done. And that's some of the conversation that we can have when we get that going. Perfect, thank you. No, I, I agree with what you said. And even looking at opportunities to uh, convert land that might've already been recently cleared where balsam fir is like a first successional species, I would maybe look at uh, pieces of land like that, but again, value of land changes all the time again with what's what's there and with the market and everything so just keep that in mind yeah i don't i don't know if there's any um i'm just curious is there any kind of uh on the succession planning side is there any kind of a, a form or a way for a new entrant um not so much for myself but land is obviously one of the barriers to um for for a new entrant and an existing grower to, to come together is there any kind of like a a listing process even if it's not buying land maybe it's a lease sort of opportunity like it just seems like um at least talking to existing growers that uh if there's no succession plan in place it just grows up again and and goes on and i think it's a missed opportunity um that maybe if there was an avenue to not so much advertise it but you know what whether it's a listing on a website or something like that, I'm not sure. Yeah, that exact kind of type of programming is actually already on council's wish list. So mm -hmm. should we ever get the opportunity to do that, we would definitely start developing a bit of a listing of who would be available as far as experienced growers go, because that would be the advantage the council would have is they would know who's kind of looking for somebody up and coming and we could maybe facilitate that matchmaking process. With that said, that resource does not uh, currently exist, but I think it could definitely still be done just with the amount of contacts that we have access to through the industry here. 
uh, there's a very good chance that if you were to go through your regional associations and just send out a bit of an email blast saying you were interested in doing that, that you would definitely uh, get some feedback from the growers. So I think would be very receptive to that for the most point. Um, I think, uh, Sam, you probably have a good example to share of how that worked out for you. But um, yeah, just the one other thing I would mention on that comment, Shane, is that there's also kind of separately external to Christmas trees, there is a succession planning webpage that's available to walk you through the full process for Nova Scotia farmers. So you would have access to that as well. Interesting, thank you. Yeah, so I'm not directly in a succession plan or anything, but um, I'm I'm working for a grower currently that uh, um, he's 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 getting older. He's well knowledge, and I worked for the Christmas tree council also this summer as the as the um, summer one of the summer students, and it seemed like a lot of growers are facing that difficulty of trying to find people. But um, yeah, like I what Jay said, Jay. Uh, mentioned a specific grower to me that she knew that it was uh started talking about that wanting to um maybe pass things on eventually so i definitely suggest contacting um jay or the team if they know of anyone because um it's a pretty amazing community that trusts each other uh the members of the of the three associations thanks for that sam that's a pretty good success story example i think or will be in the coming years uh, David Sweet just mentioned in the chat, he's lost his microphone, but he had leased a lot for over 30 years and it worked out very well for him. But at the end, uh, he ended up paying quite a bit for the land. Thanks for popping on today. You guys know where to find us if you have additional questions. And I would encourage you to let your friends know that this uh, video will be posted on YouTube or the podcast will be up because I know there's a lot of people who are interested in joining the industry, but might not have time on a Tuesday afternoon in November. So.